shaking. I was nodding my head. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my bad. Hi, Hi, welcome to the next Nothing Podcast. Yeah, we're live. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, hello. Are there any other soda questions that we want to ask before uh, we get started? Do we want to? Pepsi is question? the most overrated soda ever, and nobody can tell me otherwise. I will fucking fight you. Question of the week: Is Fresca good? <laughs> There's oh, only Fresca. one right answer. There's only one right <laughs> answer, and it's it, it's yes because Fresca tastes like a non-alcoholic Zima. <laughs> Dr Pepper is still enjoyable while it's flat. <laughs> Dr Pepper is also very enjoyable hot. And I come yeah. to find out originally it was supposed to be drank that way. So there we go. <laughs> Wasn't that how it was with Dr. Pepper or not Dr. Pepper, Pepsi and Coke? One is supposed to be hot. One is supposed to be cold. I think they so. They mimic each other's flavors. Have you ever put peanuts in Coke? Yes. All the time. All the time. <laughs> so delicious. It's my favorite I don't, know how, I don't know why. It just tastes good. <laughs> you're, you're welcome for these nutritious facts at the beginning of the next, next to nothing podcast this week. Hello, my name is the information that you need. <laughs> Hello and welcome to next to nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I am your host, Danny K with me as always, the wonderful, the beautiful, the Mr. Green elite. How you doing green? I'm doing fantastic. Danny, how are you? I am fantastic guys. Work has been a nightmare, but it's only going to last for seven more days. Seven days. Hallelujah. (laughs) Joining us, like 99.9% of the time, our other co-host, the powerful, the beautiful Rev Sven. How you doing, Rev? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I feel like I'm in my element, finally. Like, I feel feel like I look the part at this point. Yeah, (laughs) I I suppose you're not, uh, you're not Rev Sven. You are um, Rev Indy or Jim, Jim Indy. Yeah, Jim Indy. Is that we, got what we, Joe Retro. we got Joe Retro and Jimmy Indy. Jimmy Indy. Jimmy <laughs> Indy. <laughs> and our guest this week, the one, the only, the Mr. Joe Retro. Joe, for the ah. kind folks out there who have not met you yet, who are you, what do you do, and where can people find you? I think pretty much everyone's met me at this point. Uh, I'm Joe. Uh Jimmy Indy's long lost cousin that we're just bringing on to the the podcast this time tonight. Uh, you can typically find me just at slash short retro playing a variety of games, having fun, trying to uh, just interact with you guys. I'm terrible at intros. You did but... great. <laughs> so the handsome uh, Weasley, yeah, there we go. The handsome Weasley. <laughs> the handsome Weasley. <laughs> you are a good looking man. Uh, if people want to see your face, how about all the social medias that people can see your face at? Oh, those are dead. <laughs> Damn. No, um, I mean, it's all basically the same name to show retro across Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Excellent. Excellent, excellent. I need, excellent. I need to start doing Instagram again. I need to actually start taking pictures again. Um, if, you're, if you're into actually using um, TikTok, brief little side note, uh, upload those same videos to Instagram Reels. That way it gets you it kind of gets you some traction on Instagram as well. There's your there's your pro tip eat lazy content for the week. Hot tips with uh, Jimmy Indy. Hot tips <laughs> Hot with Jimmy tip. Indy, aka ripped off from Gary V. <laughs> <laughs> so uh real quick before the show starts, I just want to say, guys, we really appreciate you for joining us this week. We hope that you guys get all the value and entertainment out of the show that you expect from us. If you miss any part of the show, you guys can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. Uh, we do have a question of the week this week being... 
what are some suggestions for games this Halloween that you would uh, suggest to your friends and family? Um, we will talk about this very thing at the end of the show. Uh, but make sure you guys put your suggestions in the chat right now or in the YouTube comments um, if you're watching on YouTube. And those comments really do help us out. So make sure you guys do comment. Um, can I that. can I say you really missed an opportunity uh, for saying what games can make your Halloween a little Halloweener? <laughs> I did miss an opportunity. You're right. Straight Bummer. missed an Bummer. Fuck, man. I got to... <laughs> I got to reevaluate my my life now. Um, the whole thing. The whole thing. I'm going to do that while you tell us about Dropsy. Dropsy. Let's do that. I like that game. I actually enjoyed it. It was very confusing at first. Um, so Dropsy is a game. It's an indie point and click <laughs> adventure. Who would have guessed that Jimmy Indy was going to talk about a, a Jimmy Indy title? Uh, no. <laughs> so now Dropsy was actually it was it was a lot of fun. It was uh, is a point and click type I, adventure about a clown. Uh, real quick, Rev. I just have to interrupt you to just point out the fact that our guest is broken. I bro- he's bro- wait. What broke you, Joe? <laughs> he's just <laughs> he's just straight broken over there. Don't make me tell Aunt Gloria about this. <laughs> the little Halloweener thing just made me imagine opening like a a can of Viennas and they're just like Ooh, at me and stuff and wiggling. This is why I love Joe. He's so <laughs> off the cuff, but all right. So <laughs> back to baby business. All right. So uh, Dropsy uh, was it's it's an indie point and click adventure. Um, relatively short playthrough, actually. I think I I think I got it through it in about five hours. There were some things that I didn't uh, didn't complete uh, side missions and stuff, and I did use a walkthrough because I was I was like on a deadline of getting through a certain amount of games before a certain day. But it was a really really neat adventure about a clown. Uh, name Dropsy, and there, there's like a huge twist at the end that I'm not going to spoil, but essentially you're going around town, uh, around the city, trying to make some things better because your dad got sick and you need, you know, you're doing favors for people to try to get the medicine for your dad. Um, he was the dummy thickest of, of clowns. Um, but there was, there was like, it, it opened with like a tragedy that the circus burned down. And so he kind of already had this negative connotation about him because people automatically assumed it was him that did it. Because uh, he was kind of, I mean, he was very simple. But, you know, you go around town doing little little tasks for people to to try to build your way up to actually the crescendo of a story that kind of goes zero to 100 real quick. Uh, you have, you know, you have a little companion dog and, you know, it, it's just it, it's a very, very chill. Oh, and the soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack was so good. It was so chill. Like, imagine like one of those like HBO dramas in the 90s and how the music would sound in that. And you're going to get that in Dropsy. It was so good. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, simple point and click, good story, nothing too difficult. A lot of little side quests you could do for different people and stuff, but all in all, very, very good, good game. If I had to, uh, if I had to just give it like a, a star rating, I'd say probably like a good seven out of 10. Very quick on that one. Like it's one of those games that like, there's not a whole lot of like, uh, you know, a, a whole lot of depth to get into. It's just it's a it's a pretty simple deal. It was it was one of those kind of like odd games published by um, uh, Devolver. Devolver actually published this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was developed by Tinder Shoot and a Jolly Corpse, and it goes for ten dollars on Steam right now. 
it is currently not on sale, but the system requirements, literally Windows 7 or later, a gig of space in your storage and a gig of RAM. And that's like all on on Windows what the system requirements are. Super, super easy to run game. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't that's think that bad. it's mobile, but it feels like this could be an easy mobile game. I don't know. I don't know how, like, I don't think Devolver really delves that much into uh, to mobile titles. But I think this would be a perfect one for like a little mobile, just chill playthrough kind of game. Like if they could put Little Misfortune on mobile, Dropsy should definitely be on there. Yeah. So real quick, you you mentioned that it's uh, it retails for about ten dollars nine ninety nine uh, American um, on Steam. Uh, according to Steam DB, the lowest recorded price is two dollars forty nine cents, a seventy five percent discount, and that was mm-hmm. on uh, the twenty third of November two thousand sixteen. Um, so you, you mentioned it's a point and click. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. How moon logic does it get? Because point and clicks are kind of notorious for their, how the fuck did I know that the honey roasted ham was going to help me unlock the door kind of shit. Um, <laughs> it does kind of get that way. Cause like there were like towards the end of the, by the way, real quick, real quick interjection, uh, interjection dropsy is actually available at least on Android. I don't know if it's on iOS, but it is on Android for only $4. But, um, <clears throat> there you get like the first item you get in the game is a tomato from the garden right outside your tent before you ever even go into the city. And you end up using that tomato damn near at the end of the game. But you do have to pick up some other stuff along the way. To, it's essentially you make a soup to get into a gate um, because there's this like one weird, creepy, methed out dude guarding a gate with his finger in his butt. And you give him <laughs> the ingredients. He makes the soup for the king of the junkyard. Um, I know. Wild. But uh, a wizard. Yes, clearly. But that is one thing you do have to be careful of, though. You do have to collect stuff because there are things that you would like see. And you're like, oh, I don't know what what i would use this for i don't even remember seeing something like that and i needed that so like the 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 gameplay area is not massive so it's easy to get from like you know the far northeast end of the map to the far southwest of the map it, like relatively quick so it's not that big of a deal but it can become a hassle if you're having to double back and check every single building because you actually do have to switch roles like from dropsy to your little mouse character if you need to get into a tight space you can control the mouse and go into a tight space or if something's up in a tree, you end up getting a bird at one point. You can use the bird to go up there, dig stuff up with your dog. So there are like different mechanics to the game itself and how you actually have to go about playing it. But it is like there are things that you will you, you'll come across and you won't realize you're going to need them because they're not just like given to you by somebody. You find them and and it is important to to pick up anything that you find for that very reason, because it is it. it you get to those points where you're like wow, I didn't know I was going to be able to get in this door without a tomato, some garlic, and a skeleton, or like a skeleton arm, because, you know, they wanted bone broth in their soup and, you know, cannibalism and all. But it was, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, perfect sense. It was, uh, so, yeah, you definitely have to do that. You definitely have to be, be on point with that. Yeah, well, you know, related to a thing, just a fun cooking fact, Grandma makes the best bone broth, guys. Um. <laughs> So it, it does kind of get so it does follow that same kind of tradition of the point and clicks with like moon logic and shit like that. Um, obviously, I mean, you can see the aesthetics on the screen. Mm-hmm. Kind of this yes. uh, grungy <clears throat> acid washed kind of uh, look. Um, is that pretty consistent all the way through? It looks like it is. Yeah, yeah, it's it stays that way. Um, 
and it and it fits the the aesthetic of the game. Like it fits kind of like the mood of the game. The one thing that I did have an issue with, and this is just because I'm an idiot, um, is that there's no given direction on how to do everything. Like you like whenever you're talking to somebody, it's done in like image text bubble type things. So you're having to like sit there and look at it and be like, okay, I gotta put two and two together here. And with that kind of like moon logic, sometimes that can be difficult. Um so that yeah, it was uh you like your goal is to like hug everybody. Um, because you're just, I mean, you're a clown that really wants to just to be loved, but it, it can, it can get a little, a little odd, but yeah, the aesthetic kind of stays that, that same tone the whole way through. And I think that's why it doesn't require a whole lot to run it. Yeah. Uh, does it get pretty trippy? It looks like this would be a game that would like start putting you like in like really trippy cutscenes and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, sometimes, yeah, there are some points of it that get really trippy, especially towards the end. Like, like, I mean, it's one of those games that, like, nothing really seems too out of the ordinary at first, but then it just goes, like, zero to 100 real quick at the end, and it does get pretty wild. Gotcha. Uh, Joe, Green, any thoughts, questions you wanted to ask about Dropsy? Did he just pull uh, something out of his pants? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Your entire inventory is kept in your pants. So like, I, like whenever you you go to the playground, you know, there's this uh, there's this little girl who's crying about a flower that wilted and died. This is like at the very beginning of the game, and you can you go and find a flower that's just like it, and you keep that flower in your pants. It's like everything. Your entire inventory stays in your pants, and there are like there are points where you'll go to reach in your pants for something, and you'll realize, oh crap, I don't need something out of my pants. So you'll back out of the menu. Or you'll switch, uh, you'll switch characters or something, and Dropsy's just sitting there with his hand in his pants. It's kind of funny, but it's, yeah, it's the whole inventory stays right there in your pants. All right, sounds like yeah. me on a regular day. Just yeah, average two, average Tuesdays, man. Do yeah. you uh, do you know if it's hand drawn? Uh, no, I think it's I think it's all done, uh, you know, pixel art style. Um, oh, I think yeah, the yeah, I, I think the last hand like actual hand drawn game I I played was. Probably West of Loathing. That was probably the last one. It, loathing is so fun. It's a good one. But yeah, now this one, this one was all done kind of like in, a, I think it was done in Unity with just like pixel art. That's the, uh, so watching the initial video that was up to showing the walk along and the happiness balance and all that stuff. That's, that was still some really impressive uh, animation they had going for the, yeah, that, the, the bounce and the jiggles and, yeah, for having the pixelated art style, the animation is surprisingly smooth. Yeah. So that's actually that a good point. Really good. Like, like they do really fluid animations with with like the pixel art. It's, it's so it's like a good combination. It's actually good that you brought that up because it is kind of a really cool part of the aesthetic of the whole thing. Admit you weren't lying yeah. about the fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was watching it and I watched like when you were playing. Uh, that was one thing that I did notice. I'm like, wow, this is pixel art, but it's like very dynamic animation. Yeah, like so much like especially with Dropsy himself, like he bounces and moves a lot and. And so you see it a lot more with him than you do, like, say, the other characters in the game. Um, a lot of the other ones, like, like if you see just like the little NPCs, like sitting on stoops or something, they kind of move. You'll see a little bit more of kind of like that bouncy pixel look. But Dropsy is like completely fluid. And I think that may actually kind of play into the big twist at the end. But but yeah, it was it's surprisingly well done. I can understand why it's kind of got that cult following because it came out, I think, like back in what's like 2015 or something like that. Like it came out yeah. around the same time as Fran Bow. And uh, and it's a game I've heard from several different people, and I'm like, you know how I do? I go and sneak out and find all these like obscure indie games that have these cult followings that people love, and and like playing it, I I understand, I definitely understand it. 
Yeah, it was released according to Steam uh, September 10th, 2015. Okay. Yeah, so that I mean heck, that's a 5-year-old game. I mean, it's the same like Undertale was that old, Fran Bow's that old, like all these games that I've been really hyped about lately have been around the 2015 era. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. I'm actually going to take a look and see the last time it was on sale. Um I think you said it was like back in 20 Well, no, 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 never mind. That was, that was the lowest recorded. Yeah, lowest recorded. Yeah. Um Let's see. Let's see if Steam DB has a last on sale, but uh green. Thoughts, opinions, questions? No, I got mine out of the way with the pants thing. <laughs> That's all I needed to know. I will say the uh the one of the developers, the Jolly Corpse, actually self-published another game that uh that I've been looking kind of wanting to try. It's a uh, it's called Wive and Keep, the Temple of the Lost Idol. It's but it seems like a like one of those games I would probably play like off stream because it seems like it's got like a it's almost got like a bomberman teamwork kind of aesthetic to it. Looks really interesting, but it it actually came out before, so it's it's even older. But they're uh I, I like their work. I like uh, a Jolly Corpse's work. Yeah. I, I do have another question for okay. the um for the game. Um are you moving with your arrow keys and clicking around to look or is it click here to move, click up here to look? Yeah, it's all right click. Up. Yeah, like all click. It was kind of like so like two two of the games I covered recently were Frambo and Little Misfortune. Like Little Misfortune did that where it's like you use the A and D key to move <laughs> back and forth. But yeah. the uh but on Frambo everything was point and click. And which I mean is what it is you know they um one thing i will also say you know talking about their soundtrack and how much i actually really enjoyed the soundtrack um for 1999 you can get what's called the warm damp hug edition which (laughs) is like the best name for for anything ever in my opinion but you actually you do get the uh you get the soundtrack uh for the whole thing and you actually get like a a whole like digital kind of like walkthrough guide and art book and stuff like that i'd contemplated picking that one up but I, i hate buying like special editions of games if i don't you know, like if I don't already play or know of the game, because it's like, you know, I don't want to run the risk of uh, paying extra for something and then not liking it. Even though I tend to have this like ability to just fall in love with almost any game <laughs> if I try hard enough. Yeah, uh, I get how you feel. I have, I have a game coming up that's um, that is going to be one of the only games that I'll actually d- pre-dump the money on to get the the higher edition on. So, so I get I get that. Is that a game that we're going to talk about later in the show? Are we going to delay the talk on that game? No. no. Oh, I'm ah. oh. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I can't. It's just not at all Halloween related. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the last time this went on sale, it looks like it goes on sale kind of regularly. Um. The last time it was on sale was uh, September twenty first, twenty twenty, and it was up for that same price of two forty nine. Um, oh wow so it does go on sale it looks looking at it it does go on sale pretty often oh fucker i paid full price for that yeah (laughs) so yeah if it looks like something that you might be interested in it might would you so with that in mind is this a game you would recommend people buy at full price is this one that you know uh, you know if you don't like these kind of games then maybe wait for it to go on sale um they're typically like these kind of games or is this um is this one that you'd recommend? Hey, if you know, go full price for it. You know, if it goes on sale regularly, I'd say, yeah, give, give it some time, wait on it and, and let it go on sale. Like even, I mean, even if you don't wait for it to get all the way down to like the $2 and some change. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, give it time, let it go on sale. Yeah. And I will say just re looking at the steam DB, 
uh, thing. It looks like that 75% discount is usually what it goes on sale for. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, heck, it may it may go on sale pretty heavily uh, during the Christmas time because I know Steam usually has sales around Christmas. Yep. So I would say keep an eye on it because it's it's like I said, if nothing else, the soundtrack, you know, just like while you're playing, it's got such a mellow, beautiful soundtrack to it. Excellent. Anything else on Dropsy that we wanted to talk about? No, that pretty much covers it from my end. All right. Um, Go ahead. I was going to say, I've got an interest in it now, so I think I'm going to have to give that a try. Next on Joe Retro Stream, Dropsy. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're going to go into some news here. And uh, let's talk about uh, another game streaming service. Yay! <laughs> Woo! And the crowd goes melancholy (laughs) and the crowd is jaded (laughs) (laughs) um so another game streaming service this time from facebook gaming woo um it's going to be available through your web browser and through an app it's not a new service by the way it's just an extension of the already existing facebook gaming services there's an important distinction there um jason rubin the uh VP of play at Facebook said in a statement on their blog, the following going to quote, going to speak openly from the outset, cloud gaming announcements are prone to hype. I'm already kind of liking this. (laughs) They know exactly who they're probably talking to right now. We're not going to be an over promised and under delivered or we're not going to overpromise and underdeliver. We believe in the long term. Uh, we believe in the long term future of cloud gaming, but we aren't going to try to wow you with the wonders of our data centers, compression, algorithms, resolutions, or frames per second. Green, you know what I hear? What, sir? Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> 100% shots fired. <laughs> Yeah, uh, straight shots fired there. Um, we're not going to That's replace it. your favorite gaming hardware. We love console and PC gaming, and both formats will be around for a long time. We believe cloud gaming will increase, not replace, the options to jump into great games. So that's another quote. What were you going to say there, Joe? I actually don't remember now. All right, wait. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm just taking this right from their blo- announcement blog for this. So these are direct quotes from their announcement. Um, we're going to start with what we do best and expand from there. Cloud gaming is about expanding the different types of games we already offer. So we'll start with the format that people enjoy playing on Facebook, free to play games. That's one of the reasons why we're starting with games typically played on mobile devices. In the future, our systems and infrastructure will improve to deliver more types of games, possibly all types of games. Until then, rest assured that the cost of trying our cloud games is $0. Rev, do you hear that? Pew, pew. (laughs) Pew, motherfucking pew. I can't, I can't wait for him to just flat out say, oh, yeah, and we don't believe that people should have to pay extra to stream games <laughs> on Twitch. 
we're not quote we're not spinning off a separate cloud gaming service all cloud streamed games are playable in the same way that you play games now on facebook whether it's in our gaming tab or from the news feed no special hardware or controllers needed your hands are the controller since we're launching with native mobile games and you can play these games with a mouse and keyboard on desktop here i uh, continuing we're not launching on ios for now unfortunately we're not launching cloud games on ios so only android and web players will enjoy integrated cloud games on facebook while we work on alternative options for ios even with apple's new cloud games policy we don't know if launching on the app store is a viable path they also in this section made mention of um web browser access uh, like when we spoke about iOS and Apple only a few weeks ago in terms of like the Google stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, starting with the beta, um, here are some of the games that they're including. Asphalt 9, Legends, Mobile Legends Adventure, PGA Tour, Golf Shootout, Solitaire, Arthur's Tale, WWE, Supercard, and soon to be adding Dirt Bike Unchained. And every download includes Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> <laughs> There's no more Farmville, guys. We, we can't game stream Farmville. Darn it. Boo! Unplayable. Fucking unplayable. I, I do want to add a little brief interjection about a video I sent to, to Green on that Raid Shadow Legends thing that was really funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. There's this there's this wrestler getting ready to do a suplex and he yelled for his buddy Ryan. He goes, Ryan, where are you? He's like, What? He goes, This suplex is brought to you by Rain Shadow Legends. Suplex the guy <laughs> in the ring. It was beautiful. I wanted to send it to you, but I was like, Oh yeah, Danny doesn't have TikTok. <laughs> nope, I don't have TikTok. It was hilarious. Um so Yeah, I mean that lineup. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> yeah. Let's just be straight off about it. I will actually say that, believe it or not, WWE Supercard has a pretty solid fan base. Like, I don't play it myself, but like, I see people talking about it quite often. Like, it, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting to see how many people are actually into that game. Yeah. So that all the others, I'm like, well, a lot of but, those Facebook games. I mean, they do attract solid fan bases because of where they're at. Like, it doesn't. Like, they obviously just run in the browser. I mean, they're. Facebook gaming really or like the games on Facebook really started as little more than flash games, you know, Farmville and um, what are the other ones like words with friends? Um, I mean, they're very like they're very little more than just flash games. And I'm not saying that makes them bad. I'm just saying that they're really easy to run. Um, I don't know about a lot of these games like asphalt nine legends is that a racing game if that is is that like is that like a real oh ish? it's uh asphalt nine is a racing game where you basically don't have to do anything except for choose which direction you want to go or drift you can take over it to like actually physically turn and hold the controls down but it's just one of those really fast waste ones over your base you're pretty much going in a straight line Mm. and it, it can it can completely control it for you if you want and you're like oh i'm gonna hit the boost and you go flying off of a ramp and you might do some tricks and land and okay but it, so i'm looking at it yeah i'm looking at it right now i mean it is a 3d game game 3d game it's not like it's a 2d flash game this is like a 3d yeah. 
Okay. Um, I mean, I don't know about any of these other ones. That that was going to be my first question with Facebook gaming streaming is what what games are they planning to stream? Yeah. I think the big thing right now for it is, and we'll talk about this later, is probably the connections that it's going to have to Oculus as a service. But we'll talk uh, about Oculus here in a minute, in a little bit. I wonder how they'll tie it into their also Farmville, <laughs> Farmville, <laughs> um, their uh, their you know gaming streaming pl- uh, service as well. Mm-hmm. The the actual like Facebook entertainment streamers, and so if people big enough on there get free access to their gaming things and they can stream those games for platform. I don't know. Yeah. But how that's going to go basically. Yeah. VR um, farm build. That'd be cool. So, uh, the one thing that they're really talking about, talking about is, um, and why they selected these games in particular is that they're choosing latency friendly games to focus on delivering a good service across a variety of devices. Hey Joe, do you hear that sound? Did you did you hear did you hear those shots fired there? <laughs> Something in my neighborhood. <laughs> um, they so it's going to be uh, there. It's currently available in a couple different places: California, Texas, Massachusetts. I knew I was going to do this. Massachusetts, <laughs> New York, New Jersey, Rhode Island, Delaware, Pennsylvania, Maryland, D.C., Virginia, and West Virginia. Uh, is it's all very important states. <laughs> oh, just because you're on the list means that we're unimportant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's where it's currently available. Again, this is it's a it's a service in its infancy. I don't even know necessarily why anyone would be worried about any of these games in terms of like operating on your machines. Um, I don't know. I like none of these games seem like they're like very intensive. Um, so I guess as a, as a means of really testing latency, that's good. Um, uh, I'm going to admit when I first saw that Facebook was coming out with a game streaming service, I was, I'm pretty cynical and a little jaded, um, by just like the fact that the, you know, everyone and their fucking mother has a game streaming service. Uh, but I like the approach. I think the approach is refreshing. Um, I think this could be a good service if they really work to spec it out. Um, there was one other thing where I, I, I one other thought I had was um, connections with Epic Games because you can already make an Epic Games account with your Facebook account. And so I could see this being um, if you have your two accounts linked, maybe being able to access your Epic Games library where you, wherever you can log into Facebook. I think that would be pretty dope. I think that's a, that's a natural um, connection integration right there, uh, at least in my mind. Um, what do you think? Um, we'll go to uh, Padre. I don't know. I, it, it's obviously kind of outside my niche, but I mean... It, if they can use that personally, if they can use this kind of as like a, a plat, you know, like a, a starting phase to end up competing, I think that they could actually, honestly, this is going to be kind of a uh, one of those bold statements, but they could end up driving Google Stadia into the ground if they can if they can keep going on the path they're going. Which uh, I like what they're doing with starting with like these kind of like mobile friendly games. 
but if they can if they can continue to kind of compete in the cloud gaming industry you know i'm not i've made it known in the past i'm a fan of nvidia geforce now when it comes to the, all the cloud gaming services available at the moment but uh facebook could be and actually end up being a real contender in it yeah yeah uh green i'm in the same boat it just I, I I can see you know Facebook's like the biggest website on the internet, um, and they're moving into that gaming territory. So I, I you know I, I it was bound to happen. Really, I don't know. Like I'm neutral on how I feel about it because it's like it's not something I'd probably ever use. So I mean I I really don't care. Yeah, it is a really like it. It is like a weird idea, like because we don't think of Facebook really as a gaming platform, anyways. Um, I don't know. There, there's like there's a little bit of weirdness with with this coming from Facebook. But again, I like the approach, Joe. What are your thoughts? Any opinions? Uh, I mean, I'm sitting in the same way, and uh, Jimmy Andy over here had a uh, a, a good point of it tying in <laughs> tying in with the um. Epic Games and everything and all of it tying together along with the later subject is uh, if they approach the waters tentatively like they're kind of doing, just being open on, look, we're starting with these basic things. We really want to make sure it's right right away and not shooting ourselves in the foot. Since they've already got, you know, all this backing behind them, they've already got the games that people delve tons of time into and they can open it up on more of a streaming thing right, it could be really good for them whether it'll they'll move on to like having actual you know epic games content stuff uh, through their streaming service where you link your account to there and you can stream it through facebook that's a possibility but we'll see what the future provides with technological technologically but technology going zoom and improving that technology go zoom um, technology go zoom now i just had a random thought here or not, I guess really not random thought, but I just had a thought about this. Is how are they planning on making money out of this? Because they said they're focusing on <laughs> free to play games, and it's already rolled into so rolled into their gaming um, brand. Where's the monetization? Do you do they take a cut? Ads to like they're gonna add you to fucking death, bro. So probably, I think they'll do. I, th- I think they'll do like if they're smart, they'll do ban- like the banner ads. You know, like oh, yeah. the ones that are like non intrusive. But well, I, I definitely see ads being like a hundred percent their revenue, in my, um, in, in my opinion. Out too. Like, I mean, asphalt. And... Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say asphalt nine already as is. Just you know, when I when I got my shiny new iPhone a while back, because it's what I could get and what what was on sale. Um, I was like, I'm gonna try out asphalt nine. I've seen all these things about that, and it's it's one of those like you do two, three races, and then you gotta watch a thirty second video, and then you do two, three races, you have to watch a thirty second video. Um, but don't the devs take that ad revenue, or is that a Facebook owned thing? I I won't wouldn't know in this case. Um, I can see like like the the mention the banner ads that'd be less intrusive and be uh or both. I'm sure Facebook gets a cut as well as the devs. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you're using our streaming service. So you got to give us a portion of that money. Yeah. If I were the dev, I'd be pretty pissed about that, though, because it's like if it's an ad revenue and if it's based on CPM, um, 
you could be looking at per ad impression, maybe three cents. And if you have to split that, if you have to split yeah. that like a thirty percent cut, you're taking two cents on that ad. You get you better be hoping. I mean, that would be horrible for most for most players. But I guess I mean it's free to play for a reason. I'm sure that the devs probably already have. Does Asphalt Nine have uh, microtransactions in it? Like, can you pay for like premium currencies and get skins and shit? I'm assuming you can. It's a mobile game. From from what I remember, yeah, uh, to be able to loot boxes basically um and then there's there's other facebook games that i used to play a lot i used to play this one where you like it was real competitive between me and friends actually on who could get highest scores of this like basically dragon shooter game where you just move left and right and try to survive as long as you can as you go down a path with enemies and you could drop money on that too to be able to uh basically do egg loot boxes to get better dragons Gotcha. With little mini dragons to follow you around. So yeah, I can see them rolling out more microtransaction stuff. Yeah, I know in the uh, chat, Elliot argues of the Tessa and Elliot argues budget arcade and adaptations right podcast. Go check them out. Uh, said yes, you can. To my uh, question there. So um, go I think that's I think I mean that's really about it for Facebook cloud gaming. I don't think there's anything else. Any other I mean any other thoughts that you guys wanted to get out there? Opinions, questions? I mean, if we're talking opinions, I can say fuck Facebook. <laughs> I mean, there's just that. In, ge- in general, like not because of this or anything, just because it's Facebook. Every fucking video I watch on Facebook has an ad in it that is non-skippable yeah. and I'm just waiting for them to uh, officially launch like a Facebook premium. Uh, oh god it's gonna happen yeah Yeah, i'm going back to myspace (laughs) um yeah when it comes to like facebook ads i mean just like i get entranced in some of those stupid stupid five minute crafts videos it's like 30 seconds in it's like 30 seconds in, you see this stupid ad for like Dove soap. I'm like, I'm sorry, oh, I wanted no. to see this fake life hack. Come on. No, 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 no. Not Dove soap. Mm-hmm. My name is Teresa Greenfield. <laughs> and I'm in for the Senate. And I've never taken back money. Or I'm Joni Ernst. Or Joni Ernst is taking dark money. Or <laughs> Ashley Henson. Or Abby Finkenhauer. Like. All this is wait, all Abby, Abby Finkenhauer is a real thing. Yeah, Abby she's our uh, congresswoman. She yeah, she's congresswoman, yep. yep, she is uh, Green and I's current congresswoman. Uh, solid. <laughs> God. Or you get the guy that's standing in his <laughs> Quite gas uh, in his garage with a Ferrari and a bunch of books behind him. Are you, are you making a? Uh, oh shit! What was his name? Uh, Ty Lopez. Making a I Ty don't Lopez know his joke. Name. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, so that's some pretty, eh, okay, maybe good news coming from Facebook. Guys, we have some bad news to talk about Facebook. Or do we want to do we want to get into that after the break? Let's no, let's 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 fuck these people up before we get calm. <laughs> I would say uh we can we could like go into the break and like all right. All right. This is important information if you plan on owning an Oculus Rift or already own an Oculus Rift. Deleting your Facebook profile disables your Oculus profile and deletes your purchases, games, and progress. Let me 
Say that again. Anyone who owns an Oculus Rift, deleting your Facebook profile disables your Oculus profile and it deletes your purchases, games, and progress. You spent $20 on a $20 on a game for your Oculus Rift and then you delete your Facebook profile. Guess what? You no longer own that game. It's gone. No more. You'll have to make another Facebook profile, another Oculus profile, and repurchase that game. Um, I, hate, I hate them so much. <laughs> including all your Facebook ga- gaming, streaming. Get f- I can't talk. <laughs> yeah. So, um, this was discovered by Twitter user at 6Live. S, uh, C-I-X-L-I-V uh, they posted the revelation last week and it was confirmed later by the trade site Upload VR. Facebook told Upload VR that if you own the original Quest Rift 1 or 2 and don't plan on getting another Oculus headset and you don't have your um, in, or let me rephrase this and have not linked your Oculus and Facebook accounts then deleting your Facebook profile will not affect your current purchases but well, new oculus devices will require you to have a facebook account and in 2023 oculus accounts will no longer be supported at all so it'll only be facebook accounts i have a note here that i said was oh maybe you should like have two facebook accounts Uh uh-uh apparently people's thought about that and said hey i want to have a personal facebook account and one for oculus guess what apparently those ones that they made for oculus were not accounts that were in good standing yes i had a note that said oh maybe you guys should do that and then i watched bellular news's uh video on the topic today and apparently that's a thing where it's like those new accounts that they made to make specific Oculus purchases were not in good standing, which usually means like it was like a, oh, it was a bad account, like account that, uh, you know, was banned for TOS violations, right? No, just, it was a fresh, it was a, it was a fresh brand new account. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Andrew Bosworth had not much really helpful to say, in my opinion, when I read his statements. Basically, he's the uh, head of VR and augmented reality at Facebook and said that users should check the account standing before buying a headset. Gee, thanks. Fuck you, Facebook. Yeah. Um, I can understand for a couple different reasons why they would necessarily... I mean, the the first obvious reason is they just want to be able to collect all your data in one place and be able to link your purchasing habits on the Oculus to your Facebook account. I understand that they have business stuff that they want to do that for. Advertisements. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. They want to be able to sell you advertisements. Oh, he played Skyrim VR on the Oculus? Well, guess what? Now we're going to show him all the Skyrim shit. Um, I can also see this being a part where they would maybe want to streamline some other things um that's not related to collecting your data um and uh, possibly a few other convenience things um stuff like streamlining your payment processes right if you already have a credit card connected to your facebook account for business or personal reasons you know being able to make purchases through your facebook through that credit card that you already have linked to your facebook account for oculus makes sense instead of having to do but again that's a minor convenience thing in my opinion 
Um, another thing that I thought about was um, doing like an automated friends list, right? You, If you have an Oculus and you have friends who have an Oculus, maybe your friends list on Facebook can become your gaming friends list. Again, minor convenience thing. I don't think it's like a huge deal. It really is just so they can connect your two accounts and collect more user data so they can better target ads to you. And influence elections and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, this voting simulator is so real. (laughs) (laughs) I can almost feel the dude in the MAGA hat staring me down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he just sniffed the back of my neck. (laughs) He just... Weird. (laughs) Weird. Wow, Beatrice at Precinct 3 in Evansdale, Iowa looks so fucking real. Look at all those wrinkles. (laughs) That might be the most obscurely (laughs) specific thing I have ever heard in the history of this show. Dude, I (laughs) Do you need to talk about something during the days or something you need to get off? Tell me how you really feel, buddy. Uh well no, it's just the fact that every poll worker I've ever fucking seen is like always over six years old and they're always there wearing like I can just picture it right now. Like a white crew neck shirt with like a poorly like ink jetted um American flag on it. Oh you mean voting poll worker. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and you're not wrong. I think every poll worker I've ever seen outside of a strip club is the same way. Where is that? Yeah, they are. Uh, poll workers are like always like sixty years old, and that's why I'm like, you know, as much as I would love to see like poll stuff, like electro, you know, electronically done, like computers and stuff. Poor fucking Beatrice doesn't know how can I. You, she can barely get Facebook to run on her fucking laptop. <laughs> she can't she can barely navigate <laughs> <laughs> she can barely navigate to facebook on her on her uh windows vista laptop that she's had since 2005 <laughs> she goes to google to google google exactly to to google. exactly <laughs> i'm sorry she's the one that like asks her alexa every day alexa do you work for the cia <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, that CIA agent's going to respond, though, one day. Right. Beatrice, <laughs> no. stop fucking asking. Like, what? <laughs> what? Ma'am, you, this is the NSA, not the CIA. Get it right. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, um, on, uh, one go one of the reasons I could see for the, uh, the not in good terms, uh, is that what you're saying before, about the uh, Facebook accounts and them losing their purchases? Yeah, is I can't I I can see that as an additional possible uh, along with the gathering all your data and wanting to send ads your way, judging by the game purchases you've made and things like that, or group recommendations also um, is the possibly like an additional security buff between like just spam accounts, creating Facebook accounts just to be able to buy these games, possibly under someone else's card or someone else's name. And then going into the games, if they're going to be streamed through the Facebook service or just somewhere online and, you know, going out and doing whatever, spending someone else's money, they might see it as more of a um, security feature that people have to do it with their main account that shows them being active on it, if that makes sense. No, that does that. I actually didn't think about that. That is a really good point, Joe. Um, 
but yeah. also the ads and the data collection and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, on the offhand, on the offhand too, I kind of was thinking like maybe this would be another security issue. Um, because and, yeah, I mean, Facebook accounts can get fished pretty easily. Oh yeah. So I could see this being one of those things where someone would just log in and start buying a bunch of shit. Um, because now it could be lucrative enough or like they could just like hijack your entire account and access, you know, connect an Oculus, you know, you know, a rogue Oculus, uh, rift to your Facebook account and use your Facebook account to make purchases and stuff. I can see that being an issue. Um, now that there's not like a buffer between it, but yeah. And that, that's a really good point. And zombie potion has a really good point too, is that that was one of the other things I wanted to say is that, if they're going to be linking the Facebook gaming streaming services and the, the Oculus being tied in, and then who knows where it's going to go from there for gaming. Um, what's the threat on having your drawing more attention to your account to get more hacked and also people being able to possibly pretend to be you based off of your purchases or even stalk you. If uh, you know, with like VR MMOs and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's, it's a real mixed bag. Um, yeah someone stealing your account and then like stalking you in vr chat just like creepy as fuck like hello oh my god (laughs) it would take it would take uh stream sniping to a whole new level god yeah (laughs) um okay so that's the oculus rift in facebook don't delete your facebook profile picture if you have or profile picture um don't pollute don't delete your facebook profile if you have an oculus right now um and make sure you are following all the terms read all of the buttons before you press them because i imagine there's some poor soul out there who didn't read the fucking text boxes before he hit yes delete my profile uh and then like try to get on his after he connected his oculus yeah six live had to find it out some way (laughs) yeah he (laughs) no he actually um he actually showed on his on his tweet uh what it said specifically it says like deleting your facebook profile will uh permanently delete your oculus rift um uh uh, purchases it said something along those lines but yeah it's i mean it shows it in the button um so yeah make sure you guys are reading um yeah, anything else on, on this Oculus Rift and Facebook uh, story? Nope. Fuck Facebook. Say it one more time. <laughs> Just slowly getting closer and closer to full immersion VR. It's going to be... dreams of being him in SAO. <laughs> what, all all Oculus out. is trying to do is, is corner the market on, on virtual like virtual reality fist fighting because Facebook is the only place <laughs> that you like, no matter who it is, you want to fucking fist fight them. <laughs> and so it's like, it's like, oh, keyboard warriors no more. Let's let's throw down, bitch. You know? Like, <laughs> you imagine that? You're sitting there, you're typing out a response to someone that's just spewing some shit, and a hologram of them just pops up next to you and just decks you across the face. Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and then you type out, you hit like a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I think we should take a quick break. Uh, be back in two minutes and uh, we got a story about EA coming up and we've also got some Halloween game suggestions so guys stay right there Wait, this is Halloween oh that's a cavity <laughs> 
that was the first thing that anyone would have heard coming back from break. <laughs> oh, I love it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I unmuted you guys before I unmuted myself. And that's what you said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. And we're back. Um, thank you for guys for letting us take that break. We have, uh, we have a, a story here that is just delightful. Just the fucking best. Um, and that is EA is getting sued in Canada. Not so polite now, are we, eh? <laughs> Canada needs more money. It, it see, I am going to say it is, a, it is a little sad that um, we don't have uh, one of our Canadian friends on because I'm sure, you know, we could just you know, really get the real Canadian experience out of this. Um, so EA is finding itself in hot water over the northern border has a class action lawsuit in Canada is alleging that they are operating an illegal gaming system within the country. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, the lawsuit states, quote, gaming is, is strictly controlled and licensed in this country. In breach of these laws, the defendants have operated an unlicensed illegal gaming system through their loot boxes. Through this suit, Canadian consumers seek to hold the defendant accountable for this unlawful conduct and to recover their losses. Which is, um, which also means that they're like seeking all the money in Canada that was spent on these loot boxes. Who? Uh-huh. Uh, the suit lists games spanning all the way back to 2008, including games like FIFA, the entire decade of FIFA's, Madden, once again, the entire decade of Madden's, NHL, Apex, Battlefield, Mass Effect, The Sims Mobile, and like 60, it's like a total of like 60 games. Um, one thing I did notice was, and a lot of other people noticed it, was Star Wars Battlefront 2 was not included on this. What? Yeah. Star Wars. They're Battle getting their own lawsuit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, Star Wars Battlefront 2 was not included on this lawsuit, which is very, very, very weird because that was the one back in what 2015 that like absolutely blew up. I mean, yeah, or is it 2016? Is one of those years where I mean that story? I mean the backlash from that game was massive, absolutely massive. Um, I mean, that that game inspired uh, like the, uh, a Hawaiian congressperson to start like considering um, writing laws. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's notable that that's not there. It's weird. Uh, quote, loot boxes are considered part of the compulsion loop of game design to keep players invested in a game. Such compulsion loops are known to contribute towards a video game addiction and are frequently compared to gambling addiction. This is in part due to the use of variable rate reinforcement schedule, similar to how slot machines dole out prizes, and it is especially dangerous for children. The random element also makes players more likely to pay for the chance to win an item from a loot box. 
the lawsuit states. Uh, it also makes allegations of unfair practices, unjust enrichment, and breaches the comp uh, competition and consumer protection regulations of Canada. Uh, but it is focusing on the legal question of, do loot box constitute a form of gambling, which we have had many debates and uh, we have had uh, many debates on that here. Um, something we've discussed many, many times, like I said. Um, finally, the plaintiffs are seeking, quote, restitution of the benefits received by the defendants uh, in the full amount of the takings in the alternative dis disengorgement of the benefits received by the defendants on the account of wrongdoing. I actually like that term. I that's the the term compulsory loop. It that's yeah. the first time I've heard that as a way to describe like how to kind of equate um gambling to loot boxes and so that's that that's going to have to be added to the vocabulary from now on. Same here. I, that's the first time hearing that and I like the way they put that a lot. Yeah. It I mean, put it give it to lawyers for coming up with ways to describe shit, right? Right. Like, yeah. like, it, well, and it's like a real, like, it, it's a way to put an actual, like, not blanket term, like gambling. You know, it's like, why is it gambling? It's like, well, because there's a compulsory loop. It's like, oh, well, fuck. I don't know how to respond to that because I know big brain. Because I don't like ride chips. So I have no big brain. <laughs> Wasn't there something, a similar lawsuit like this, so like a long time ago about Overwatch? Uh, we were discussing it uh, over in the UK. They were talking about litigation on, uh, or well, like regulation on loot boxes over there. Uh, and Overwatch was like a prime example that was getting brought up. Yeah, there's, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, there, there's a lot of countries who are looking at this because the, uh, as we've discussed before, the, the basic idea of a loot box is in itself gambling. It is yeah. putting a monetary risk for a perceived reward right um slot machine yeah exactly like mm -hmm. a slot machine or as i as we've talked about it before to me the items in a loot box while we technically for some game for a lot of games you technically can't cash out which in the united states makes it a, a big deal where if you can't cash out is it gambling but the idea really is that you're putting monetary risk for a perceived reward and to me the perceived reward is not much different than a uh, poker chip mm -hmm. really a poker chip outside the casino doesn't have any value right <laughs> so but you can cash them out so that's like that's where the confusion was coming in because yeah. it's like the idea that you can cash out as opposed to this is this is something that technically has monetary value. You cannot cash out and trade it in for money. Therefore, it's more of like an item than yeah. it is. And when, whenever you have a hard time assigning monetary value to something, you can never really get to the point of, is it, are, is it possible that you're gambling because no matter what, you're getting your money's worth out of it? Or is it not gambling because, or, or is it gambling because you don't know because there is no cash out system? To play the devil's advocate there. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's a massive legal question for, and th I mean, this really is legally speaking, pretty new territory, right? We didn't have loot boxes 15 years ago. And if we, I mean, the, the ways that we did, they weren't nearly as um, pervasive and uh, widespread as they are now. 
And so I, I mean, I fully expected to see these kind of lawsuits because these are major serious legal questions that need to be answered in courts and litigated upon. Um, and you know, possibly legislated, you know, it, that might be one of those things where we need to take a serious look at our gambling laws. I mean, in, in countries, just in general, um, countries and states, uh, depending on, you know, how, how narrow <laughs> you want your, your government to be, uh, need to decide for themselves right. what constitute as, constitutes as gambling. Um, yeah, that comes down to like, like yeah, and that, that I think should con- honestly come down to like the constituency, like, like what do the people see as gambling and as not gambling? Like that shouldn't be defined by somebody who's so fucking out of touch because they're a 70 year old Congress person, you know, like, like while, while a lot of them being as old school and, you know, old valued as they are might see it as gambling as do we, uh, it's not guaranteed to be that way. You know, they, they would look at it as a way to just shut down video games in general just like, oh, well, video games are bad shut them down because for some reason that's been the hot ticket item in politics for fucking 20 years now since mortal Kombat was a thing they want something to blame that they can control Mm -hmm. and and that's what they'll try to do they'll be like kids become addicted to social media because they play video games that have compulsory behavior in it because that guy over there is smarter than me he said compulsory loops and it's like the people need to be able to decide this like the people need to be able to kind of like like there need to be regulations within the gaming industry itself but all in all first and foremost parents need to be more involved in their kids' lives and responsible for what they do. Like, if you're an adult, you can do whatever the hell you want. Gambling, no gambling, whatever. But it, with these kids, which is, like, the primary target of all of this stuff, and like, which is why I think we get so riled up about it, it's like the parents need to be more involved. Make it to where the kids can't be part of these loot box systems and force the industry to change its outlook on how to make money. I don't know. That's me going off on a tangent. I'm yeah. sorry. It, just, it gets frustrating that that you know, we can't really put something like that in the hands of our politicians because most of them have never picked up a gaming controller or touched a mouse and keyboard outside of their, you know, typing out their freaking, you know, blackmails. 100% agree. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It it needs to be, but then again, you know, most of us here are, you know, we would rather things be resolved amongst people as opposed to have the government involved if they have to be. And it's, which is a different thing in and of itself. But in the end, it just feels like that should be the route to go. It has been a constant thing since what before Columbine. It's been a constant thing. Video games are bad. Yeah, I mean, since the very first Mortal Kombat game, that was like the first big one, and that came out what like the early nineties, right? So here's yeah, here's a really interesting question. And uh, well, first, actually, before I get to this, Joe, any thoughts Hmm. on the base on on the face of this year? No, I I agree. There needs to be some sort of limit either a limitation or a change in the um, ratio of any sort of loot box or dumping money for a chance to get a certain thing. Like a recent example would be say like Genshin Impact. I'm sure you guys may have or may not. I don't know your lives, but uh, there's a Twitch streamer um, that dumped $3,000 on Genshin Impact all to try to get one character on it. A one five-star character. Meanwhile, because the chance related, I've gotten one or two myself just off of the free rolls that they gave me. And other people are able to get ones in. So it's, it's in my eyes, it does constitute as a form of gambling along with the, the compulsory loop. It, 
you you get close or you see that you've got this chance this really low chance and so you see other people getting it really easily so you want to keep trying and trying and you need it to be able to progress in the game or you need it for a certain reason and it just kind of helps feed that uh addiction to it it breeds breeds a gambling addiction early on yeah so uh real quick green have you checked on left side is he doing okay after that three thousand dollar (laughs) loss oof Honestly, it probably wouldn't be left side though. It'd probably be uh, Marcus Borkus that dropped all that cash in there. Yeah, because Marcus gave him the money for that hundred bucks, and he got shit rolls from that. <laughs> Nothing so, bad ever happens to the Kennedys and their loot boxes. <laughs> so here is one of favorites. Here's an interesting question that I don't think we've ever really asked, um, and this is from this is from uh, Hex the Necromancer in chat. The per- the big problem is that uh, this also can extend to card games, also and other stuff, which I think is actually a big uh, a big question. Is you know, and I and I've heard people describe Yu Gi Oh and Pokemon and Magic as uh, proto loot box systems, which I mean they very much are. Right, you pay two dollars fifty cents for a pack of nine cards, ten cards. And from there, you're not really guaranteed to get anything like super good. You're not guaranteed now. So, I mean, what do you guys think about card games as it relates to this? I mean, are, do they constitute as gambling? I mean, it's well, a very I, similar system, but go so on. I will say this uh, in regards to into, uh, like, at least I'm, I'm going to speak, speak like uh, specifically from a, like a Pokemon standpoint. There are like guarantees in each pack. You know, while they yeah. may not be, you know, like you're guaranteed one holographic and what what is it now, like reverse holographics or something like I, I don't remember exactly what the system is now, but it's like you're guaranteed one rare one that so it's like there is a like while the actual card you get may be different in some aspect, it there are things that are guaranteed within that. And that's not necessarily the case with um with um gaming loot boxes you know it's like you could go and spend like a you know on overwatch it's like you can go and spend the 300 coins on a, on the, the loot box in overwatch and you could get an epic skin or you could get a basic emote you know it's like there's such a wide variety but there are guarantees within a lot of the card game realms like like uh it, i know it used to be just like you're guaranteed one one rare and it's like okay cool you know like you, you at least you know what to some degree you're going to get that's my thing. That's my problem. Say, if I had to say that any cool. loot box game, like any game that had a loot box in it, was <clears throat> somewhat like to that degree, it had to be Apex because Apex is guaranteed um, <clears throat> no duplicates. And then every so, I think it's like one in every 200 is guaranteed to have like the, the um, heirloom shards in it. Like once you hit your 200 packs, it's, it's one in 200. So two hundred and one is supposed to be a, a an heirloom pack if you, if you're dropping that much money on on actual loot ticks. So still and, not a great system, but yeah. yeah, yeah, and and with at least when it comes to cards, like um, I feel like a lot of the loot box things is there either you you need a certain thing to be able to progress or unlock a certain portion of the game for you or like with overwatch skins and stuff like that um and that's your only way of getting it 
with the card packs um like there's there's they got some pokemon card decks at the uh, gas station near me that i always have to resist buying because all i'm going to do is look at how shiny and pretty they are and then lose them um but if you you can go out and take a chance buying certain decks and seeing what you get and usually when you buy those decks though you'll still get some useful stuff you can build around what you get in those decks but if you're going for a certain specific meta and you need a certain specific card there's plenty of places out there online to buy that certain specific card and it might it, you know it could be like 16 to thousands of dollars for that specific card but it's, do you want to risk dropping more money to try to get that one specific card or do you just want to go in and buy it for a slightly higher price yeah, it's Overwatch does that with their loot boxes too. It's like if if items are available during a specific season or whatnot, you could run the risk of get, or you could run the chance of getting them for the three hundred coins, or most of them are like two thousand coins or something like that. You can just go buy the skin outright. And and if I'm yeah. not mistaken, I I could be wrong here, but I don't remember there actually being a deal where you go in and you buy coins in Overwatch. Like you actually just get them from from uh you know, le- leveling up and or unlocking certain achievements and stuff like that. Uh, it's been a long time since I've played Overwatch, but yeah, you get a lot less in in like the kind of outright gambling because it's like there's not a lot of monetary. You don't put you don't pump money into the loot boxes. Therefore, it's just like in-game currency, which can still, in essence, you know, going back to the term compulsory loop, in essence, could still do that. Um, but yeah, it, and, and that's another thing. You know, you're talking about no duplicates, and in Overwatch, you don't get duplicate items either like it and like hex is saying if you if it's going to random roll you a duplicate item you'll get the coins instead yeah gotcha yeah i I remember overwatch was a i I remember them getting like sued or someone tried to sue them not long after they released or something because some kid went on there and was just dumping thousands basically (laughs) and then it started the whole wave of people were dumping a lot of money trying to get these loot boxes for this specific skins but yeah it comes back to kids but i mean adults too well i mean if you're an adult i mean like i can't tell a fully grown adult what to do but i sure as hell can tell my kid that they can't drop thousands of dollars in a video game exactly and that's what it comes down to is like the difference in adults and enabling maybe like parents enabling their children like you you, you're not going to take your kids into a casino you know that unless it's like in Vegas and there's like an arcade in the middle, whatever. But uh, you, you're not gonna, <laughs> you're not going to take your kids in there and let them like start pumping money into machines. It's like it's the same thing. They're like while I hate loot boxes and I see there being like some positive possibilities in some kind of regulation. Um, okay, so you can buy boxes in Overwatch. Then I don't like that idea. Um, there needs to be more personal responsibility held within the parents. You know, like like a parent could take their their kid in there. But there's a chance you're gonna get like a, a high, high, high chance you're gonna get thrown right out. It's like so the parents take it upon themselves to not take their kids into casinos. Like they need to be more hands on and get get out of this like Netflix as a babysitter mentality and let your kids do whatever they want. You know, it's yeah, that's where problems arise. Like these stories of kids dropping like spending thousands of their parents' money on these things and then getting pissed at the kids about it. It's like you, how'd they get your card information into this system? Yeah. You let this happen. What the hell are you getting pissed at the kid for? Like you don't don't get mad and punish the child because you're an idiot. Yeah. But I'd be there I, on the purchase for each purchase, especially in that situation. Don't and don't save it too, because then they'll just be like, Oh, the card's right here. I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and do it. Mom said it was okay before. Yeah, and exactly like on like on the Nintendo eShop. Uh Nintendo eShop's a prime example. You have like if you set up your parental controls on your Switch, you have to have a password. 
to even get into the eShop. And then I think it's the same. You use the same password to secure the purchase. But like, say you were browsing the eShop on your kid's switch, and you forgot to log out and they log back in. They still have to have that password again to ser- secure the purchase. So don't give your kids your passwords. Don't give your kids your card information. And you don't have to worry about your kids spending thousands of euro dollars on loot boxes. That's smart on Switch's part. Or yeah, I like part. it. Trust me, as a guy who has a kid with the Switch, I'm really thankful for that. <laughs> um, I know if you have uh, with when it comes to like Apple, mm-hmm. um, if you have like a, a a fleet of devices and they're connected or associated with each other, like my l- little brother and my little sister's uh, devices are basically connected to my stepdad and my mom's. Mm-hmm. Um, if it, they basically have to make a request to make a purchase for them good it'll it'll show up as a as a an alert um okay so anything else on this uh lawsuit in canada against da (laughs) no we kind of went off the rails on that (laughs) (laughs) i could have sworn i read in that thing though that it was like an eight years progress thing that the lawsuit's finally coming around that they were working on it for like eight years or something I think yeah, I saw since was, 2008 or something. Is well, yeah, so yeah. there, there's yeah, oh, they're going to the games going back that yeah. far. I mean, okay. it's it's very possible that they have been building this case in order to file for eight years. I don't know how Canadian law works. I barely know how American law works, but it would not surprise me if um, <laughs> if like it, it took them that long to be able to build a case that they could file. Um, as yeah. is tradition. As is, ah. as is tradition. um okay so do we want to move on to our next topic here i forget what our next topic was our next oh joe it's halloween game suggestions look this is the last show before october 31st let's go on ahead and just do let's get some spooky games to talk about like what are some games especially right now where some people might not be, you may not want to go to a Halloween party or something like that, or do some of their other usual plans for Halloween. Let's give them some suggestions that they can uh, take, um, take this year. Some, uh, some spooky games to really get themselves, uh, get themselves scared. Uh, Joe, do you have a spooky game that you want to suggest? Um, just, uh, spooky horror games, single player games. Um, so I know the newest Amnesia just released. I haven't gotten to play that yet, but just seeing a bit of it, I'm super interested in it. But a longtime friend of mine, Hannibal, um, also recently told me that uh, Visage, Visage um, is finally going to be finishing up and releasing Chapter 3 and Chapter 4 of their game at some point. And Visage is one of the best horror games I've ever played. Uh, yeah, there. <laughs> she said it in chat. V- Visage is amazing. It's in a great, really well done, uh, really planned out horror game that each chapter, or at least chapter one and chapter two, felt pro- like there's a good progression, but they felt different from each other based on what they were based around. Um, so I can't, I really can't wait to see what uh, chapter three and four are going to be like. And then also, currently on the Epic Game Store, Layers of Fear 2 is free. It's a good one. I haven't gotten to play that yet. I need to. Um, there's also Infliction. Infliction's a really good horror game. That's a that's a scary one. 
And then if you want to play with friends, phasmophobia, not like it. If you haven't heard about phasmophobia, I'm going to be concerned, but. Yeah. Green. Yeah. Okay. So if you're like me and you don't like horror shit because it's, it's, it's scary and you, you, you don't want to die of a, an adrenaline heart attack. I mean, you can always <laughs> play Minecraft and, you know, like animal crossing. Cause those are so super, super chill. Uh, but on a, like a, like being serious, uh, if you have friends that you want to get a group together, Deceit is free, still on Steam. Um, the developer is no longer actually doing anything with the game because they kind of folded in on themselves, but it's still a fun game to play. So I'm um, uh, real quick. I'm not exactly sure how accurate that is because they're they added another map. I thought I I 100. I don't know if it's like the same dev team. But I think someone may have taken it over. Let me double check. But yeah, we played last night and we hadn't played in what, like a year? Yeah, uh, it's still the pub devs are still uh, automaton games, but I think they baseline. Have you heard of baseline? I thought baseline was the one that folded. I don't know. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I they no, did add a new map in like the last year. A map, but a <laughs> uh, map. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Deceit is fun. We played with Joe Retro last night. Yeah, it was a good time. And then Phasmophobia. If you have friends to play with, I haven't played it yet. I I will. I am dreading it. It's super fun. It's really cool. I hate uh, jump scares. Uh, like that's my biggest there's, thing. There's like, there's I not have really stopped jump scares. playing. I've stopped playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, the war zone until they take the fucking jump scares out of the box, like the oh. the boxes that you loot in Warzone. <laughs> I will not. I'm, I'm, done. I've, I'm fucking done with it. I I, I was playing I a it. solo match in quads by myself five fucking times in one game. <laughs> like I almost broke my headset. I was so pissed off. Like because it is insanely Ooh. loud. The audio is insanely loud. Yeah. And like, I, like it gave me a fucking headache, like a splitting headache, because it was so fucking loud. I'm There's like, no I way to control that. Adult. There's no way to like. I have everything turned down already, because the game is already fucking loud yeah. as it is. So like, I, I almost uninstalled the game. I was so fucking pissed off. I was heated. Uh, the, those jump scares really do suck. It's, it's not so much um, the the jump scare; it's the fucking volume. Yeah, that. Oh, fucking! But you you don't have to worry about that in phasmophobia. In phasmophobia, there's a lot of build up, and it's 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 as if you're on a ghost adventure show. You're not going to get anything that just like <gasps> pops in your face and slaps your character or anything like that. You're it's it's research. Your ghost research team. Best way to summarize it without yeah. giving away too much. It's it's great though. Daisy also, I just realized, um, not fully a scary game, but you know, zombies and stuff. Um, Daisy's on sale right now for like forty percent off on Steam. That's a game I've been pining after ever since the Armor Three mod. <laughs> um, and you know, I mean, Minecraft can be a super horror game. I I don't think I get more scared for my life than when I'm starting out and it's nighttime and I hear a zombie nearby with the volume turned up. <laughs> but it's chill, you know. It's, it's very chill. Yeah. Nothing is scarier than when you build your first house out of oak logs and you hear that. <laughs> oh, God. I just made some of you guys cringe. <laughs> You're like real scared. You thought a creeper was behind you. 
<laughs> I, I was building my house and I didn't realize that you needed to put a floor. If you're making a big house, you need to put a floor on it or they'll spawn in your house. Or mm -hmm. if, you, if you don't light it up properly. So I'm like, oh, I'm in my chest. I'm doing the shit. And then <laughs> dead. Yeah. I was so confused. Like, I, Minecraft is horrible. <laughs> um, Rev, some of your game yo, suggestions. Yo. All right, so uh, for me, uh, I just found out actually while we were doing this podcast that Chapter 3 of my Beautiful Paper Smile released today, um, which I've covered on the show before, huge fan of it. Um, there are two more chapters coming, but you like if, once you buy the game, they're all included after that. Uh, it's, a, it's like an actual, like, looks like you're playing as a paper character, but it somehow is supremely unsettling. So that one's, that one's a, a good one if I could recommend one major one it would be that uh there was also the dread x collection 3 just dropped which is it it's kind of a horror themed type thing but there are some games in it that are pretty funny like uh there's spookware which is like WarioWare, but it's like got skeletons and stuff in it and like horror themes but it's still super funny um and then another one that uh that people are kind of sleeping on is the the new dlc for left for dead 2 that dropped oh um, yeah that's that's one that I think should be probably talked about more. Um, but aside from those three, you know, they, they pretty much covered all of them. There's a new game coming out tomorrow that I'm actually I really want to check out. It's called uh, Strobophagia, and it's like a, a psychological oh. horror game at a rave. And so I want to check that one out. But but those yeah, those would be my suggestions just from personal experience. What I would I would pick. I have, I have one more. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, but Rev, Re, please keep talking about your. Oh, I'm, no, I'm done. I, those, those are all I had. You, you actually kind of covered quite a few of the ones that I was gonna, I was actually gonna talk about. But it's because we ahead. both have good taste. We do. Um, <laughs> great taste in horror. Um, a phenomenal horror game, uh, is um Song of Horror on Steam. I don't know when they finally released all their uh, parts of it. But it, it is fantastic uh, storytelling. I've only gotten to play chapter one, but I am fully invested and in to try to get the uh, rest of the chapters too, uh, as well. But so Song of Horror is amazing. It has a, uh, I wouldn't say isometric view, but more of like a, um, like the old Resident Evil PlayStation One games, where the camera is kind of locked to one place, and then as you make progress and everything, uh, mm -hmm. it'll move to a different part, and the camera kind of rotates with you. But it's not in a Oh, I can't see anything type of way. It 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 covers. If you get to a place where you need to look at the wall, it'll shift to where you, you'll you'll look at the wall. Um and it's really good in the uh uh variety of playthroughs. I had one time where I played through and I was going through the uh lower floor and I went to go up to the basement and everything was fine, you know, let me walk or go up to the second floor. And then another time I went to play through and I went to go up to the second floor and as the camera shifted to let my character, you know, go up to the second floor, there was a ghost behind me shutting the door. And so it just popped up there. It didn't happen ever again in any other playthroughs I did as well. And so the really good variety on playthrough and kept me on my toes a lot. So yeah, so Song of Horror, uh, really, really, really good. Nice. I do. I do need to amend mine. I uh, I just found out that yeah. I don't know how many of y'all played the Dark Pictures anthology. Uh, what is it, Man of Medan? But part two, Little Hope, actually comes out on the 29th. Um, so Thursday, the next part of the the Dark Pictures anthology series will come out. And I know those were 
the first one was hugely popular. A lot of people really enjoyed it. So part two is coming out. And it looks like it's got zombie children type stuff in it. So it'll probably be pretty disturbing. Gotcha. Nice. Um, so my first one is a game we've actually talked about. It's actually a demo that we've talked about here on the show. And that is Locked Up. That is free on Steam. You should check that demo out. It is a good short little romp. Green is vigorously shaking his head. <laughs> Fuck that game. Where's uh, Where's the YouTube video, Green? It's in my highlights on on Twitch. I'm 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 just I'm too afraid to fucking open it. <laughs> I, I don't need reminded of that demo. I didn't know the full game came out. Oh, did the full game come out? It says you could buy. Yeah, you you could buy locked up for twelve ninety nine. Is it the one from Amica Games? Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. The full game is out on Steam right now for thirteen dollars. Nice. Got my um, interest. I am adding to wish list. Fuck that game. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. I, I'm instantly interested in hor- any horror game that makes a person go fuck that game. <laughs> <laughs> I, to be fair, I do not like be horror fair. games at all. Be fair. To be fair, I do not <laughs> like the horror. It's I, I, I'm not. It's it's not my thing. So like. Yeah, I just the I almost profusely like lost my stomach during that game as well. Mm. But not it was fun to watch horror <laughs> because like there's a part where there's like I don't want to spoil it, but like you know, there's a part then there's like oh oh gross <laughs> like it yeah, yeah. Maybe it made his anus leak <laughs> it did a little bit um. I would also recommend trying out the Gloomwood demo right now. Um, not as not as like horrifying, but it's, you know, it's atmospheric. It's spooky. Um, I also suggest this is just like a blanket statement or a blanket suggestion. Go to the top free games of itch.io. And right now, basically every single one of them, as always, is horror. Um so you can find a variety of different 3D horror games and 2D horror games on itch.io for free. Usually they run on nothing but uh, potatoes. So you can uh, you can check them out right there and, and have some fun for real cheap. I'm looking at some of these. I'm like, oh, I kind of want to like go through some of these at some point. Um I'm gonna have to like claim some of the or you know get some of these. Um, you okay there, Joe? You're pointing to the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Green's just kind of staring. So, oh, um, get him to wake up. I, I'm I'm over here watching them like a uh, voyeuristically. <laughs> like... Um, so yeah. Any other games you guys suggest, or like just in general, anything that you guys suggest for this Halloween? Since people probably can't really go out and do any partying. Any movies you guys want to suggest for Halloween? Uh, any other activities? I've watched a few like kind of newer horror movies. None of them really were that good, in my opinion, though. Like I watched, uh, and it was disappointing. I watched Clive Barker's Book of Blood on, uh, or Books of Blood on Hulu because I used to be a big fan of the Clive Barker Books of Blood, but it was not really. Anything. Yeah. I mean, it was it was like an anthology type movie, and it was okay for what it was. But I was like expecting so much more with it being like with having Clive Barker's name attached to it. So I was yeah. kind of let down by that. But the, it's, the horror movies just aren't really well. Movies in general right now aren't really coming out of the woodworks because of everything. But yeah, it's it's 
it's just hard. Like I'm a huge fan of Rob Zombie's 31. I mean, it's not really scary. It's more of like a, a gore fest, but uh, if you like clowns and fast paced gore porn, then that would be a good one. <laughs> yeah. I watched oh, this I house. Of a thousand... Go ahead. Halloween Eve. Hollow Eve. The Mandalorian is back for season two. There you go. That's a good one. Fans. That's a good one. I'm with it. Um, I uh, watched Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses, and that's thoroughly entertaining as well. I liked it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you a little brief rundown of how uh, my personal opinion on like what, what Rob Zombie does has done as a director. House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and the first Halloween remake were good, in my opinion. Um, after that, he did a movie called Lords of Salem. Did not like it. Uh, did not like Halloween 2. Uh, there's another movie he did called The Haunted World of El Superbisto. Super funny though. It's like a it's like a cartoon. Um, has some of the characters from the House of a Thousand Corpses in it. Um, haven't seen Three from Hell yet, which is the third in the House of a Thousand Corpses trilogy. Uh, but I did thoroughly enjoy Thirty One just because it's so fast paced. It's not trying to pretend like it's something you know fun or or not trying to pretend like it's something deep and whatever. No, it's like fast paced. Just like let's kill people kind of thing. Yeah, and I I enjoy it. I watch it every year. Yeah, real quick. Um, in the chat, the game warden says Layers of Fear 2 is free on Epic this week, and the Blair Witch Project is free next week. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. Yeah. I've had my eyes on Blair Witch Project for a while now. Yeah. Blair, Blair Witch was okay. It wasn't great, but it was it was okay. Did it have any decent like creep or scares, or was it just like every now and then you got a thing chasing you, and then you just collect stuff? Uh, there's more of that than I would have liked, but there uh, there's. Not, the ending was a letdown, but if you can get past the ending, it's it's got some decent jump scares and stuff in it, though. Yeah, uh, I I agree with you on Books of Blood. I was expecting so much more out of it, and I was just I was, I was generally bored during the whole thing. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Watch that. That's a good one. Classic. <laughs> I, uh, the movie I watched recently was Blood Diner. It's two cannibalistic brother uh, brothers who are told by their uncle to. Uh, kill people in order to resurrect an ancient uh, god, uh, death god, and it's one of those really shitty movie f- movies from the '80s that's just like an excuse to like get women topless, and it's fantastic. Why does this nice. sound like a like <laughs> multiverse Boondock Saints? I was gonna say it kind of sounded like uh, what Bob's Burgers was originally supposed to be to me, because <laughs> Bob's yeah. Burgers originally the whole the family was supposed to be a bunch of cannibals. Yeah. Oh, I would have liked that. Um, yeah, it decided to go a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anything else that we got that we wanted to talk about here in the in the main meat of the show? In the main meat? No, are you main saying main meat? Got me main meat. The it, though. <laughs> yeah. See, there we go. Let's keep going on that. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, let's yeah, wrap up the show. <laughs> <laughs> I was going ahead and wrap up the show. Uh, but first, uh, I wanted to make a quick announcement. Uh, there will be no uh, episode of Next to Nothing next week. Um, the show falls on a Tuesday, as it always does. Next Tuesday in the United States of America is Election Day. We do not want to be a distraction from the election for anybody. Uh, we want to make sure that there is no excuse on our behalf for anyone to not go out and vote. Uh, we also don't want anyone to um, miss out on the news in, you know, watching for the election results if we're going to get them this uh, on the first night or whatever else. Um, 
So out of respect for you guys and what we believe is a far more important no show next week. Uh, make sure you guys are, if you can still register to vote, I know because it's a state by state thing, make sure you're registered to vote, make plans to vote, vote early if you can, and uh, make sure that you that you do vote. We believe 100% that it is your responsibility as an American citizen, if you are eligible to vote, to go do so. And we want to do our best to ensure that that happens. So absolutely. Also, uh, if I can piggyback off that for a second, make sure you educate yourself on your state and local uh, candidates because you you do not want to go into those elections with this idea of I'm going to vote straight blue or I'm going to vote straight red because just because they share a a party affiliation with you does not necessarily mean that they share ideological similarities you could be voting for somebody that is a an extreme person on that side the only reason they're even on the ballot is because there was just nobody running against them in the primaries and you don't want to end up voting for something you know something like that so make sure you educate yourself on your state and local electorates um you can find all of that information online you just got to type in um your uh go to ballotpedia type in your town it'll bring up who's running in your area what they stand for you can find their twitter pages and go actually kind of familiarize yourself you've got a week make sure you do have that down it's more than just biden and trump you have got to make sure you know what you're voting on a state and local level because that actually does way more than what that president can ever do yeah 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 there's there's so much more than just oh i've got these two people yeah and i mean up in i mean other than just like the the you know the local senators and stuff like that i mean you have judge recalls and sheriffs and prosecutors those people you know up and down the ballot in every corner um especially very locally those people will affect your daily life more than the person that's in the white house or the person you send to congress those are the people who um who enforce the laws are the ones who you know it in some of these you know it's issues of zoning and issues of uh school taxes and school funding and yeah they're the ones that decide where your like sales tax dollars go yeah so that so make sure yeah that is a really good point a lot of people don't don't educate themselves on the local information um and it and it's you know we don't think about it as often as we probably should but you mean your local elections affect you your day-to-day life more than your federal uh ones they're just as important so make sure you do have a plan for that as well uh green you have anything you want to say also make sure you participate in the congress and and senate races as well because that is always a heated thing because congress and senate are, are what you know, essentially passes laws on the federal level. So just make sure you know who you're voting for, what they stand for, um, and be aware that, you know, it's basically a two-party system, which sucks. So where's the balance of, of that at? Like, Cong- Congress is uh, majority Democrat, and Senate is uh, majority Republican. So it's it's a balancing act right now. So it's right now is more important than ever. Joe. Hmm. Anything you want to add? No, uh, basically that was said earlier. But, um, what Rev said was what uh, Jimmy Indy said uh, a bit ago was perfect. Be sure to actually educate yourself, research. I'm only recently learning about the uh, it's more than just the uh, the two sides that you've got 
all the way down to, you know, the police basically that you could vote on and who's yeah. running what. And like so. we elect our sheriffs here. You know I mean? Like that's another thing, like, like sheriffs and, and again, like your mayors, your, I mean, your city council people. I mean, I pay here in my little crappy small town, we pay 11% sales tax, which uh, is stupid. And, and nobody can, everybody just lets it go because they're just going to vote for this guy because he's a Republican because it's a small Oklahoma town. And that needs, that really needs to be changed. Um, do keep it. And also don't dis do not disregard um, independents, libertarians, green party, study them too. If they're on your ballot, study them see like because one thing that you will come to find is third parties actually do well in down ballot voting like they the in, in city council and even on like a state level uh not not necessarily your u.s senate but like your state senate and your state reps um you, you can see a lot you'll see third party people in those positions because people agree with what they have you know and so definitely do that like definitely look at what you have available to you in all aspects aside from red and blue yeah um so yeah that's why there's no show next week like i said make sure you register to vote make plans to go vote and uh you know make sure you stay educated on on tuesday night next tuesday night joe retro hmm. thank you for coming on the show for anyone that missed you at the top of the show who are you where can people find you and what are they gonna find when they get there uh my name is joe i am in Eliza's words, the handsome Weasley. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Joe Retro or some form of Joe Retro across all the uh, social medias. I typically find me playing a variety of games, whether it's Dead by Daylight, Warzone, some sort of classic PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2 game or lots of things uh, because I can't make up my mind. Um, yeah, that's basically me. I hope everyone has a wonderful Halloween. Excellent. Excellent. Guys, go check him out. Uh, link will be in the description of the episode if you're on YouTube and or listening on Spotify. Mr. Green Elite, tell the kind folks yeah, what's coming up on your channel. I don't know. I, I'm probably going to be playing some Destiny. Um, I'm probably going to be playing some Call of Duty Warzone. Nice. Probably going to play uh, Apex too. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm kind of open right now. Um, I don't really have any goals, so um, twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Greenlee, or you can find me on all my socials at Mr. Greenlee, except for Instagram, which is TTV Mr. Greenlee, because I don't like to talk about it. So, yeah, that's it. Excellent. Padre. There's a fly in here that will not leave me. Daddy. Alone. <laughs> You're like Mike Pence over there. Uh, Padre, what's coming up on your channel? Oh, buddy. So Thursday, I'm doing my first ever subathon. I decided that life is about to get a little crazy because there's going to be a move coming. My wife's going back to work with a weird schedule. Things are going to be ch crazy. So I was like, you know what? No time like the present to do a subathon if I've never done one before. So Thursday at noon central, I'm going to start my subathon. Um, it's going to start out as a five hour stream and then you can go upwards of 24 got a lot of games lined out you know i'm going to start with the dread x collection 3 i need to finish dread x collection 3 if i can get that done quick enough uh i will probably bounce over to my beautiful paper smile but then once we start hitting certain benchmarks I'm, we're going to do uh, among us and uh dead by daylight as a survivor because it's something i've literally never done um and then up to the possibility of even going full on to early zebo's funhouse because zebo's funhouse is supposed to be on saturday for halloween 
there's going to be a new aesthetic coming. The guys here have seen it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be changing up, not doing just face paint for the clown, but doing an actual mask plus face paint combination, just because it makes it easier to clean up. Uh, takes a lot of the uh, takes a lot of the the cleanup afterwards and the energy out, so that way I don't have to worry about it, and I could do Zebo more often. Um, aside from that, uh, I don't know yet. Still trying to figure that out. We're going to have to wait and see what my wife's schedule is once she gets started and at work and everything. So I'm probably going to have to start doing more daytime streams. So if you work, come find me at forward slash twitch.tv forward slash RevSpin. Or you can find me literally on any social media platform at RevSpinTV, whether it be TikTok, OnlyFans, Instagram, Twitter. The only one you will not find me on is Facebook because fuck Facebook. Boom. <laughs> I before we go forward, did you just say you've never played a survivor in Dead by Daylight? Never. Never have played a Survivor. I've always been never. killer because I've always played a Zebo. All right. All right. So I, I'm doing Dead by Daylight for the rest of this week and possibly all of next week before switching over to Genshin Impact. I think going I'm gonna to kill you when it comes out. You're gonna run around as a survivor with me though, and we're gonna we're gonna touch killer cheeks though. Okay. Yeah, I I, I could definitely use a, a companion to help me in this because I've literally never done it. I, I love being a survivor and just juking out the killers. Boom. It's it's so much fun. So. Excellent. Danny, what are you doing? Um, I'm not quite sure what I'm doing this week. Uh, He's going to go fucking votes. What? Do you, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my birthday is Saturday. I'm out of town starting Friday. Uh, work is hell right now because, for those who don't know, I have to schedule commercials for a radio station. And you can guess what kind of commercials that I'm dealing with right now. Um, so it takes a lot out of me like every day. <laughs> it's a pain in the ass. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if I stream the rest of this week, I might do something. I'm not quite sure. Um, other than that, you guys can find me on, uh, on, um, Twitter at Danny K D A N I E C A E and Instagram. Um, you know, there was one thing that we were going to talk about, but I think we're going to push it off for about two weeks. Uh, just like how it's been pushed <laughs> off. for. <laughs> We're gonna, we saved it for the end. We're 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 gonna announce it now. We're gonna we're gonna announce it now. We we gonna announce it now. We're gonna we're gonna. No, we're not delaying it. Here at Next to Nothing Podcast, we do not delay things. Delay thi- We don't I, delay things like CD Projekt Red does. Yeah, we don't delay <laughs> things like CD Projekt Red. Guys, oh. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven has been delayed to December tenth. Oh God! After originally being delayed to November seventeenth, I almost asked for this November seventeenth off of work last week. <laughs> A lot of people have. I know. Uh, I have to change it to December tenth. I told her the seventeenth. I just haven't filled up the form for it yet. Nice. So I'm, I'm actually super happy about this, though. <laughs> I think uh, the tenth is a Tuesday, isn't it? I'm not sure. Um, so, yeah, guys, go check me out on Twitter, on Instagram, at Danny K, D-A-N-I-E-C-A-E. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's show. Guys, we appreciate you for joining us and hanging out and talking with us. Um, if you guys like what we do, then you guys can help support us by liking and subscribing on YouTube and also uh, dropping a comment. If you guys miss any part of the show, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. Don't forget to answer this week's question of the week in the comments on YouTube. That is, what are some of your game suggestions for this Halloween? Leave that comment down below, or you guys can always tweet at us. Um, our handles are in the description of the episode. Um, other than that, guys, anything else that we wanted to mention? 
Anything else we needed to go over? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. All right. Well, guys, have a great rest of your week. Go vote and keep fighting the good fight. Goodbye. Kisses. Bye. Bye.